Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad pick up their bounties and set off in style to hunt down Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, and a host of cameos in this latest extension of the Mandoverse. In this week's episode, Boba Fett must deal with two very different threats. So, what's the streets of Mos Espa? Welcome to, what is this, episode three? Yes, sir. Episode three of the Boba Fett companion, book of Boba Fett companion series. My name's Mike, joined with uh, the White Tim Pool and Chadwick Third here to break down uh, and recap episode three of the book of Boba Fett. Um, yeah. What an episode, huh? It's much shorter than last week. It is the same runtime as the first episode. Um, yeah. We uh, we were spoiled there by the fifty three minute episode two. I knew we would be. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's a red flag for you, Chad. I know you, you don't Major, like the short yeah. the short guys. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. I and uh, yeah, not Still, a fan of this short uh, runtime, and not a fan of this episode really either. Okay, can't wait to get down with that. Uh, also. Jordan uh, seems to not be a big fan of this episode either. In our little text chain, he was. Sounds like he's not a fan of the series anymore. Yeah. yeah. F- full, full bear, f- full, full sad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jordan. But yeah, uh, Nick, you did so good last week uh, recapping the episode. So uh, uh, you know, let's uh, why don't we just let you let you recap it for us. Yeah, we can tear right into it. And, um, you know, this this episode, I think, definitely the weaker of the three we have so far, for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely just some things didn't execute right um, for whatever reason. And unfortunately, the one thing they didn't execute perfectly is usually something that Star Wars executes perfectly. Um very very known for their chase scenes you know yeah. when you can we you can pull off like a high speed like chase scene in like sci-fi back in like 1979 but you can't do it in 2021 <laughs> that's right. that's that's when people are yeah. start to just wonder a little bit i have a theory about that we'll, we'll get to it yeah. when we get to it yeah i could definitely like fan explain all the way around all of it but i don't really need to it's yeah. I'm just gonna like let that be. Hey guys, be so, careful what you say tonight, though, because you know we don't want to disrespect <laughs> Boba. 
Okay. He, he already got disrespected enough this episode. So I, before we get started, though, is yeah. this like the white Tim Pool outfit you have on? Is this yeah. like an inside joke? I don't understand. Okay. No, I mean, I think we've done this before. We, like, I we did. I don't think we ever undid the name change from last time he looked like Tim Pool, but it just worked out that he came <laughs> looking like Tim Pool again. No, I did change it. I purposely changed it. Oh, you did. Okay. Good. Um, I think. I think last winter there's a couple episodes where I like wore this this get up and might yeah. call it out. I think we. It was. It's, it's just. It just makes sense. I'm, it's the white yeah. Tim Pool outfit. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who Tim Pool is, Google it and then do a little side by side between Nick and Tim yeah, Pool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty spot on because I did not know who <laughs> Tim Pool is, and it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. Um, <laughs> he's doing it. He's he's a bit more popular than me, but um, yeah. we'll catch up someday. Yeah, someday. Um, but anyway, at the top of the episode. You know, we're at Boba's Palace and uh, Boba's getting a rundown of the post-Java state of Tatooine from uh, 8D8. Um, this has kind of been, this is where we lead in a little bit into this whole like family crime syndicate mob boss details. Finally, we get a little bit more details here so far. It has felt like Boba's just kind of like walking around, gun out, like I'm the man, I'm in charge. But everyone's like, yeah, not really. Um Usually that gets met with a little bit more um, kickback sooner in like mob kind of movies. So I feel like it's been slow to get to this level of detail. I don't know why. Um, but I mean, I guess I know why. I mean, blood Tuscan stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we spent a lot of time with the Tuscans. And uh, it, it does seem like we maybe nailed last week saying that that was one probably the last big thing we're going to see from the Tuscans. So, um, but yeah, I think that's the reason. But. I guess that's true. Like, if we were to line up, if we were to take out the Tuscan stuff, like, how much, you know, crime story have we actually progressed here? So maybe, you know, it fits in um, timing right. wise. Um, but 88, um, he explains that Bib Fortuna, he assembled uh, leadership to kind of help him manage Jabba's um, empire on Tatooine, um, specifically Mos Espa. And that was divided into three families the Trandoshans taking the city center which explains all the mean mugs from the Trandoshans in other episodes as he kind of approached every time he approaches the mayor's uh, um, <laughs> office, I will call it. Um, that explains why the Trandoshans are just kind of lurking about there. Uh, the Aquish, Aqualish, not sure. Yeah, I had to, yeah, I'm I not sure how to, yeah, Aqualish. They say it a lot smoother in the episode, um, but I had to, because pull... that Matt Berry is just, yeah, yeah, got he that gets... sweet. You know, any any practice saying it like 30 times before they yeah. started filming. Yeah. yeah. So a good point right there, Chad. <laughs> they take the work, the workers district, which we've heard a little <laughs> bit about. Um, and then the Clatoonians took the starport and the upper sprawl. I really feel like the I would I feel like a Clatoonian. Like, I feel like that's what I want. I would want the starport and the oh, upper yeah. sprawl as like For a sure. mob boss or like yeah. as a mob family. I don't know who these uh, the Aquish are, and they just get the workers district. That kind of, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the docks thing, though. Like, you know, right. whoever controls the docks, like the workers, like that's pretty powerful. I, I just like that they're kind of blending these. Well, I kind of feel like this, the starport is more like the docks. Yeah, true. You know, and the work district, that's like the shaken down store people for it. That's how right. I take it, at least. Yeah, true. 
so yeah, they, they you know the furthers giving us some detail here into this you know this mob family uh, story we're getting, which is good. Um, and but due to Bib not being as powerful as Jabba, um, he just kind of diluted a lot of his power to these families, um, and then also lined the mayor's pockets to kind of manage these uneasy alliances. So Bib's kind of like a like a pushover. He was just kind of like the the centerpiece there at the palace. Didn't really do a whole lot. So this whole time, while Jabba's been out of commission, all these other uh, characters here have been really kind of running the show. And then Jabba just or Boba just kind of shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm the boss. Why? Because I killed Bib Fortuna and I have the throne. Um, not not that easy. Um, not not that easy, Boba. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah." Uh, I'm glad that 8D8 is is like making a, his episode episodely episodic appearance. Uh, yeah, I had to think of the right word there. Um, yeah, he's he's my favorite character by far. Um, <laughs> I love how he's like uh, won't say Jabba's name. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he who will not be named. <laughs> um, Why? Because it'll offend you. Why would it offend me? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was telling you, Mike, um, before the show, I do like how they are very creative in Star Wars in terms of like new droids, different kind of like, um, you know, MOs that they all have. So this one's very unique. It's, you know, it's a torture droid and they have a great voice actor for them and they always do find yeah. some, you know, I mean, he's kind of without having his own like sidekick be a sidekick in a movie kind of thinking like um k2so right mm -hmm. i mean he, he's ranking up there pretty quickly as like a pretty pretty cool droid uh, yeah, overall for sure i think yeah he, he's working his way up my list too i think k2so i just watched rogue one and I, he's great man <laughs> like he's fantastic that, he's absolutely fantastic um but it is nice to see him showing up in every episode here even if it's you know for one or two scenes yeah, and I mean he's kind of he's the uh, he's the C three PO. You know, he's, they don't have yeah. a protocol droid, but they got they got a eight D eight. You know, yeah. good enough. Yeah. Um, can't can't really. He's not very personable or um, nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nor should he be. I nor mean, should he, he be a torture droid. So yeah. yeah, wondering if we'll get to see a uh, torture droid eight D eight come out. Yeah, Matt Barry get his <laughs> sinister sinister voice on. Um. So as that's going on, uh, Lortha Peel enters the Gamorreans. has kind of announced that there's company, no appointment, but Boba, you know, he always has time for for a fresh appointment because he's not too busy, really. So he's kind of sitting around trying to figure out how he's going to do his job. Um, but we, this is kind of like the whole, you know, not not peasantry, but like, you know, just worker level local coming in with their complaint to who is supposed to be the ruler and the the law. Right. Of the area, kind of pleading his case. He's a, you know, he tells Boba no respects him. The streets are in chaos. Lor uh, Lortha here is a water monger. So basically, he's a water dealer here on tattooing in the streets, stealing out that water. And he's blaming a, a local street gang who modifies himself with droid parts as, um, you know, owing him money and also like really just stealing the water from them. Um, and, you know, basically, he's poisoning this. Um, this to Boba, like this is your problem that you need to deal with. And if you want to show that you are a proper crime boss, got got to do your job here. 
Uh, Lord of Appeal here is played by Stephen Root, who plays Fuchs and Barry. Fuchs. Fuchs, yeah. I knew he looked for me. I was like, he's that guy that's like in stuff, but I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes, dude. Uh, Well, first off, when he's like waddling down the stairs, you see the curly hair, and I was like, is that Fabs? I don't think he's like (laughs) round enough to be Fabs, and if Fabs walks like that, that's gotta get that like figured out. But um. Yeah, I was like, uh, is, could that be? And then he gets closer, and, and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, but even better, because it's Fuchs from Barry. And I love that. He's a great character in Barry. Uh, so I always love the people they bring in for, uh, like, some of these small, Cameos. like, one one or two line characters. Um, we get two of them this episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, gotta, I just gotta, I gotta do this, because... Wow, this really threw me off. And uh, <laughs> so earlier today, Beck and I were talking about how my parents met. It's a long story. Um, Sounds like it. My dad's from Ellet. <laughs> my mom's from Philly. So we were like, how did they meet? I forget. So I text my mom. How'd you and dad meet? And she just texted me two hours later at a nude beach. I hate my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my mom. <laughs> uh, man, I hope it's true. I, I hope it wasn't God. just a just a joke. I hope it <laughs> nude beach and um um down in Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. That, that that would just <laughs> that just seems like the place for that story to take place. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Mom, for <laughs> derailing the, the companion series. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Destroyed. Yeah. Lortha, he, he he kind of just like, no offense, but. You suck. Yeah. No one, no one really respects you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the passive aggressiveness of him, too. I liked. Yeah. He's like, I'm insulted for you. <laughs> yeah exactly and this this is also like it's happened before but it's also the first of a couple times in this episode where boba is being pitted against you know to do others kind of dirty work and he's kind of yeah. being positioned in a in, in ways to have other people you know get what they want um yeah, and right. now see this guy's got some shady um undertones going with him and we find out in a little bit here that he is actually up to kind of a little bit of no good anyways in the first place so um that's it's a little bit of a theme this episode because it happens at least like three times do these um, human droids uh you like what i did there human droids yeah so the humanoids <laughs> uh anyways uh are, are these uh like from anywhere in Star Wars, just brand, brand new. new. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Newer so, than their bikes. Yeah. So here's my. This is why I hated this episode. To be honest with you, was their Vespa this bike. scooters. Yeah, yeah. First off, we start <laughs> we, we start the series off with like a pretty badass swoop bike gang. Yeah. And then we move to like a scooter gang that's from Terminator and maybe Harry Potter. Or something like that, because they don't even look like they fit into Star Wars whatsoever. Their bikes are like pristinely brand new, crystal clear. Yeah. Like, I hated so, the bikes, dude. <laughs> they look horrendous. They belong on Coruscant, um, kind of like right. street level, kind of like they're like more of a Coruscant street gang. So I don't know how they made their way to Tatooine. Maybe they're 
you know, so rough around the edges there that they just kind of escape the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely very weird. I kind of know what they're going for because it's like that. It's the younger, like they're young. They're, you know, they're kind of like street rats kind of. And yeah. they like they like cybernetics in their arms <clears throat> and modifications. So they like their shiny scooters because I will not call these speeder bikes because no. they are not speeder bikes. No, um, scooters. Seriously, all I could think of is like a senior citizen Vespa yeah. scooter. That's, yeah, it's exactly what they look like. We've seen many a speeder bike in uh, Star Wars, and these definitely weren't it. And like even like later, like their their speed and just like the way they're designed, like they're definitely scooters made for like you know urban kind of like putting around. And that's grocery I mean. store store shopping is what they look like they're made for. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a hang up with like the cybernetic stuff that they got going on. It just none of it looks like it's out of Star Wars. It looks straight out of Terminator. The one dude has a red metal eye so you know oh yes the vagina eye That's, yeah uh, yeah so oh wow i mean yeah it's i don't I know i didn't pick man. up on that i don't know i'm just not in not into this gang whatsoever i hope they disappear in the next episode but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case well you know boba deploys into the streets to like deal with this riffraff and you know he uncovers there's no work in the workers district uh lortha here the water monger he's overcharging for water Hence why they stole the water. Um, so Boba, sensing that there's more to the story, is like, hey, you need work? Come work for me. Well, Chad, we're going to see him see these guys some more probably because yeah. they did not meet their end in this episode. You know, um, they, they could have knocked off like one of them at least. Right. Like three. Like the dude with the gray jacket. It looks like he's out of. He literally looks like he's out of Harry Potter, to be honest with you. I don't know where they got <laughs> that, his, his wardrobe. <laughs> but, I mean, he looks horrendous. But uh, at, at the same time, Boba does need some people yes. around him, you know? Yeah. But I would have preferred maybe if it was like another swoop bike gang like we saw earlier on in the series, because that felt more Star Wars to me. Yeah. yeah. He could have muscled in like a, a like a sect of the street bike gang to become his lackeys. Yeah. Or like their rivals or something. You could have you could have made anything besides these guys. Everything. Everything. I mean, obviously looks so worn down because they live in a giant desert so like you're gonna get like basically sandblasted everything yeah uh so yeah the 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 pristineness of their paint jobs and stuff really did kind of annoy me i'm like uh, i mean at first i was like oh cool colors and then i was like wait yeah. a second there's nothing nice here because no. i mean it's literally like living in a sandblaster so and yeah, like how do you keep that up you know i don't know yeah, and I would give I would support this this these new characters a lot more if their bikes were actually fast. And I would say they're like too fast, too fa- furious type of characters, right? They're yeah, like more of like the imports. <laughs> like they're riding, they're, they're on yeah. imports. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fast. They're sharp. Like you know, they're fancy. They wear like nice clothes. They're that that young crowd, but their scooters right yeah i don't i to be honest with you i kind of think that's what they were trying to right. go for yeah 100 it just i don't know dude they just stick out like a sore thumb like yeah. The, yeah. especially the cleanliness of them it's like absurd for the middle of the desert so <laughs> i agree with mike they could at least put on like the the painted on like tarnished yeah, that yeah, arm red, has. right that yeah Jordan give me loves. something <laughs> like they literally went to the scooter store <laughs> And then just CGI'd out the wheels on these things. Didn't do anything to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I do like, though, how like each episode, 
there's been like a, a recruitment into Boba's right. like posse. Um, so yeah, he's he's building up his forces, and as we'll learn later on, uh, he might need to build up a, a few more. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, Lortha creepily just kind of arrives out of the shadows and is like, oh, you know, <laughs> they owe me money or like my debt needs to be paid, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's some ridiculous number and Boba's already recruited, you know, the gang into his service and Boba's like, I'll pay you 500. We just call it even, you know, disgruntled. He he takes it and that kind of, that settles it for Lortha. We might see him again. I don't know. He just seen, he had that look in his eye feeling. like, yeah. yeah, like he's about to go tattle or something. Yeah. He's about to go tell. <laughs> Either that or he's going to get somebody to go after Boba because he didn't handle it the way that he expected it to be handled. But he kind of like, I mean, he's got most Espa by the balls, to be honest with you, because he's the, the guy that sells the water, you know, so he can really probably charge whatever he wants. Right. So and he was. Um, I would imagine that that position is maybe a little bit more powerful than it may seem on the surface. Very true. Being a, being a water dealer in tat- on Tatooine. Kind of like the kind of like the, you know, the the shop owner you don't touch, like don't mess with yeah. the shop owner because, you know, uh, he's the guy. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I think yeah, I think we're definitely going to see him again or or something tied to him for sure. Yeah, it's really just kind of like the, you know, Boba's drawing these lines in the sand in terms of who's on his side, who isn't. It'd be hilarious. If Bill Hader made a cameo appearance <laughs> as an assassin, yes, who's hired by Lortha because they uh, might do that. In in Barry, Fuchs is Barry, who is the hitman. He's his, his handler. handler. Yeah, so like that would just be so amazingly meta that I would probably <laughs> pee my pants if that ever happened. <laughs> if it was, if this was an HBO show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, what's his face from that show? Also needs to show up in Star Wars at some point. He could be a good Sith. Oh, yeah. Um, Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah. Also yeah. from Gotham. You know who yeah. we're talking about, Chad? I do not know. Well, have you seen Gotham? I, I watched the first season outside Please, of that. Yeah. Victor Zaz and Gotham. What's his name? What's his name again? Anthony Kerrigan. And uh, Barry, he plays NoHo Hank, who's... He's like great. the funniest character <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I've never even seen this dude. To be honest dude, with you, he's so funny. Diverse fire. He would be. I could totally see him as a Sith, though, for sure. He's got yeah. even even just his like casting photos. He's got a very Sith look to him. Yeah, yeah. he has some like disorder where he just doesn't have hair. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And he's actually somebody else pale. that's like that too. Uh, it's not a disorder. Uh, Michael Chiklis, he played Vic Mackey on The Shield. A couple other things. You know him if you saw him, but he, he like, used something on his hair, and it, like, burnt all his, his <laughs> it, it, and now he can't grow Jeez. hair anymore. It's a really absurd story. I can't remember what it was, if it was, like, some sort of, like, dye or shampoo or something, but it just totally made him bald for the Jeez, rest of his dude. life. <clears throat> That's nuts. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Loretta comes back. We shall. Um, so that was like the opening and it's like the streets of Mos Espa, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of like a long opening, which is fine. They, they do that sometimes. Um, and then, you know, we get teased a little bit here cause we are like, Oh, Boba back to tank more Tuscan Raider stuff. Um, so 
Bo's in the back of the tank. He's just dreaming of his youth on Camino, watching his father fly away. I'm not sure the importance of this quite yet, but he, I don't know if this is just trauma of yeah. just his father always leaving him to go work. Yeah, I feel uh, like there's, yeah, it's been in every single episode so far, I yes, think, just in about. some fashion. So he, in the other, Boba. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's, I felt odd in this episode is where I notice it is it almost looks like the slave one is painted with Boba's paint not Django's paint mm. I don't know if it, it just was eh. I don't know the angle Camino's or something, like but... Camino's like gray and blue and yeah Django's yeah. is gray and blue yeah it could have been could have been that um I'm sure they didn't mess that up I, it feels like <laughs> a obvious obvious thing to not screw up but Oh, we need the slave one model. Um, here, here you go. Oh, wait, yeah. you got to change the it's color not, on it. They, you know, they changed the name of it too. It's not the slave yeah. one anymore. It's the, uh, it's the name of the ship. Fire spray, fire spray. I think is the did, name did, of the actual. They settle on fires. Ship. I thought it was just gonna be like Boba Fett's starfighter. Ship. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett's ship. Boba Fett ship. No, I think yeah, um, I think it's fire spray or or something. I don't know. Man, when Disney. I uh, when I got my truck, I wanted to get my custom license plate to say slave one but i guess knew that wouldn't like no not gonna gonna fly (laughs) they're white temple um yeah so i just went with the the bounty hunter symbol on the back uh, so good enough close enough that's the backstory on why that's there and not slave one um good call yeah good call (laughs) i was like i'm gonna dial this back just a little bit Cause it was blue and it was like Django ship, whatever else. Like, Dude, I, yeah, I would have a hard time not like trying to purposely get pulled over just so the cop has to type in slave one <laughs> and then, and then talk to him about it. Uh, we got a, we got a slave one going. <laughs> slave in one. pursuit of slave one. In pursuit of slave one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I got that story out sometime in my life. Um, it, it actually applies here yeah it does um <laughs> probably the only time yeah you'll ever be able to tie that into just i've told that story like twice and like that's that's why it never applies um <laughs> nice. deep deep jokes um <laughs> but here on the sands of tattooing boba is giving it a noble bantha uh, banthas are very kind of um important to the sand people and uh, actually i was reading from a previous episode because as soon as you know we got like episode two all the articles of like here's all the things you didn't know about sand people and i'm like okay all right we get it there's like a bunch (laughs) of new sand people stuff so we're gonna rehash this but um they give they give boba a bantha which means he's like he's pretty legit i mean he's the guy he's he's the bee's knees around tuscan camp village that's that's the new name bantha one bantha Bantha one One. that's what it should have been yeah probably not very fast probably probably moving (laughs) on like those scooters though well (laughs) i always think about that because they ride these do-backs and they ride banthas and like they do not go fast no yeah so i'm like probably took him like a week to go to where he's going <laughs> for yeah. sure yeah. i guess the, i guess the saver is just like your energy from walking in the desert so you're just kind of walking yeah. but riding on something that's moving the same speed so yeah it's like, can I just, this is one thing that i was thinking about too about the bantha and being uh inhabitants of a giant desert yeah uh for not having much water or really food <laughs> 
they sure are gigantic animals to sustain <laughs> in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Uh, but that's sure. just like my non-suspension of disbelief right. <laughs> happening yeah. while I was watching this. I was like, wait like, a second. Like the uh, the length of the train chase scene was was excessively yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they end up like three hundred miles away from camp. <laughs> then uh, they have to ride the Bantha all the way back. <laughs> maybe maybe the train was actually much slower than like the camera was giving it credit for. So like really yeah. everything is Star Wars is really slow. That that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just used to watching the Bantha, and that we thought the train was super yeah. fast compared to it. Yeah. <laughs> And the same way, uh, I hope, I hope, because you know how Boba was like, you know, like a Bantha teaching them to ride the speeder. I hope they said, like your spaceship when yeah, telling yeah. him how to ride the Bantha. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. It's called Bantha One. Yeah. Um, good lord. Um, but yeah, so he's riding through the desert at lightning speed on Bantha back, and we find him going to Moss Eisley, dreaded place. And we kind of get a little bit more context here. So specifically, the Pikes um, operate out of Mos Eisley. And this is why we don't really see much of the Pikes in Mos Espa um, up to this point. But they operate out of Mos Eisley. So he's going there to collect the tribute that they previously set up. <clears throat> um, and we get a call back to the Mando EP of uh, the Stormtrooper helmets on. Yeah. Was cool. Pikes, I, not yeah. like the Pikes, but Pikes, um, yeah. Spikes, whatever you want to call them. I dug that. I thought I thought it was a cool callback. Um, seeing it built for the first, you know, it's built in this episode, then putting yeah. the heads on there. So oh, it was cool. People celebrating the downfall of the Empire. Just picking up a uh, stormtrooper helmets out of the sand. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then we get a. Uh, the little cameo that like kind of everybody was talking about, but wasn't like that, like groundbreaking, but it's the, uh, hangar attendant and her three pit droids from Mando season one. Yeah. Um, didn't look up her name. I don't think it's like that big a deal, but it's a fun little Easter egg to kind of oh. drop in there. Where was she? I didn't even. It's quick. Yeah, so it's like quick. the stormtrooper helmets as they're doing that pan shot and he's riding by, she's walking like oh. down on the ground, like beyond. Nice. Them. It's super quick. Like it's, and then her three little pit droids are following her. Nice. She looks like she's on a mission. Um, but that was, a, you know, quick little Easter egg there. Building our Mando verse mm-hmm. of Easter eggs. Um, and so Boba goes up to the Pike leader, who's kind of just chilling in this nice little office he has in a little subterranean hut. Um, but this dude, he's claiming that they, they, you know, they're happy to pay tribute and all this stuff, but they're not going to pay it twice to t- for protection for two different parties. And Boba's confused. He's like, "I represent the Sand People," um, but apparently the speeder bike gang is claiming uh, claiming this territory as well. And the Kenton Striders—I don't know if this is a a previous use or not. Uh, Chad, do you know? I, not, not that I know off the top of my head, um, but. Yeah, I was trying to hear what they said because, this, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming this is the same speeder bike gang that we saw, right? With the uh, JL logo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, assuming so, just because, like, the way, you know, what happens, like, in the next scene. And right. Stuff, I'm assuming so. But, yeah, I had to close caption that. The Kenton Striders, but then Boba calls them something else on, like, a shorthand um, name for them. So... 
little little murky here, but um, essentially this is our second instance of obviously earlier in the timeline, but someone giving Boba the runaround in terms of like, hey, go do this. Some you know, if you want what you want, you got to go do this. Do now. this, yeah, yeah. It's very, and, uh, it's very MMO like. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I was thinking that exact same thing, dude. That's very true. Um, yeah, so you know, Boba always happy to accept the new quest, but um, <laughs> very annoying. I mean, but this, but this definitely is like alluding. You know, obviously they're dealing with the pikes here um, continuously in his past is kind of like the setup for him just starting to like understand this like wider criminal network right um tattooing yeah i mean i i I like this because i i I would have had major issue if if none of this happened in the show he just walked in and and took over and none of this stuff was happening there's there's power bases already in play on tatooine and even though jabba's out and um you know i is this I, i know that we've seen pikes before in something yeah what what but have we seen the syndicate and like live action cartoon? I don't think we have, have we? Maybe um, Clone Wars? Not live action, but they were in the Clone Wars uh, quite a bit, and then more most recently they were in the arc with uh, Ahsoka and the uh, the sisters in the. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, yeah! In the seventh season, you're talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I knew I saw him somewhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. No, I was going to say because Ahsoka actually goes to their home planet and that's when Anakin in uh, the first episode, she sees him again. She, he's like, what were you doing there? Yeah. Like Spice Capital, Pike Syndicate. Right. Um, and, and I think the other time earlier was like, I almost want to say that is where Palpatine goes and has a has a lightsaber chase and fight. I don't know if it's Maul or who it was, but earlier in the Clone Wars, I could have swore um, when Palpatine has to go like sell something himself for once in there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm in the process of rewatching Clone Wars, so um, maybe I'll catch it here in the first couple seasons. But I knew we had saw them before, and that makes sense because I just watched the seventh season, so that's that's what I'm thinking of. Live-action Pike, though, there's one of them in solo solo right on Kessel that they kind of, that's running the mine there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get probably for Boba Fett, this is very frustrating, all this stuff happening, but for viewer, for me personally, I like it because right. It, it shows that he's not just going to walk all over these people and there's already, you know, things in play here. Yeah. So Boba treks across the desert sands here on his majestic Bantha, only to find our Tuscan village where he basically was reborn and grew up in his whole childhood all over again, uh, burned and destroyed um, and, and murdered. Um, yeah. I'll take several- the check mark for the uh, prediction again, though, because I predicted this yeah. last last episode. And you guys yeah. were like, no, Disney wouldn't do that. It's too dark. Like oh they're getting slaughtered for sure. <laughs> they're all <laughs> they dying. just have something against sand people. They're they just, do. They yeah. always got to be slaughtered. Always getting slaughtered. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Even uh, our little uh, Tuscan Raider Ling, you know, the little guy, yeah, his biggest fan. The the only thing that the only one that I did not see, and maybe yep. I just missed it, the was ninja. The, the ninja. Yeah. So I'm assuming. <laughs> 
unconfirmed. Yeah. No body. He's not dead. You know? Yeah, no way. No way. They would have yeah. 100% shown him in that scene if he was dead, I think. They're not just going to skip yeah. over him. Because they did show the chief. They did, right. That dude's going to show up, or chick is going to show up in present time. And like yeah, because we're still, we're still, you know, up in the air, whether it's a male or female. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is also kind of like, um, obviously a callback to every time Tuscans have all got murdered in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But also it is a callback to when the chief is explaining that, you know, they hide, they stay out of like really everyone's business. And really this was kind of Boba's doing because he stole the bikes from that gang left the, yeah. left the same symbol there. Yep. So, I mean, he, I'm sure he feels personally responsible for this to some degree because he really kind of caused it. Cause th- this was the reason they stayed out of, He's like, you are warriors. And they're like, yeah, we just kind of chill. How right. <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah. Been, we've been good. And the one <laughs> like, time that they come out yeah. of their, their sand dune, <laughs> they yeah. get slaughtered by a biker gang. <laughs> yeah. But it's at first I was like, I wonder, like, how did they even know? I mean, but the whole like pike train thing. But also I wonder if uh, like the what are, what are they called? The bocce sticks? Yeah. The weapon. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's like, you know, Tuscan exclusive, you know? I think, yeah. Because I mean, Boba uses that to like beat the crap out of the biker gang before he steals his bikes. So, right. Um, I'm sure we're got around. And I yeah. think this was a l- enough time, I think, passed to where they're like, you know, they fi- well, they rode by the camp the one time at night. And that's yes. where Boba got the idea. I think um, it was, I think it was more than, yeah, them riding past the camp and seeing him there, probably. And then the train sequence, the pikes yeah. probably ratted them out when they got back to where they were walking to. That too, because because they've already paid. They've already yeah. paid there. Yep. Yeah, and they're and they're currently griping over the whole territory in the first place. And right. I mean, this is also in line with our kind of like mob story, where you've really there's no action that doesn't kind of get retaliation when you're trying to operate in this space. Yep, exactly. So very, very hard sticking with that theme. And this is also kind of like your mob flashback to when like more, more, um, I think more of like, uh, like South American kind of like crime stories where like the whole village gets slaughtered very much. So like this, <laughs> right. Um, right. Where that's kind of more of the run, the norm or like least... your neighbor- neighborhood gets, you know, beat up, blown up kind of thing in America. At least, uh, Boba didn't wake up with, you know, a bantha head in his bed. Yeah. Oh man. I would have <laughs> loved that actually. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> kind of go back to the more like gruesome Star Wars where it's just like Yeah. Just left a rotting bantha head skull <laughs> like in your tent. Disney would never approve. Um but yeah, Chief is hey, dead. Killing kids is totally fine. Yeah, hey. totally normal. That was pre-Disney though. Yeah, a kid just died in this. They all died. Oh yeah, but they didn't show it. Well, I guess they didn't show it in the in the dead kid body, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's confirmed kill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Disney's still at it. Um, add that to their their dark dark checklist of things they've done. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, so this is where Boba kind of fades out of his dream, and we see him in the back to tank. And uh, it just starts to open. He's seen, you know, he's a little startled by this. And uh, uh, Chrysanthemum just rips him fresh out of his back to tank. 
um, mid sleep and like tosses him across the room. Yeah. I really, so, I, I, I gotta be honest. I kind of like this because we've seen every flashback that we've seen of the, of the Tuscans has been really long. This one was really right. short and then it's, yeah. it's kind of interrupted with this. So I thought it made sense thematically to to do this but this whole fight scene was awesome dude and poor boba just gets beat to crap during this entire sequence which is awesome and i really like uh some of the weapons that the wookiees using also oh like uh, yeah it's kind of like electric, electric glass brass knuckles were yeah. so cool yeah, <laughs> yeah those oh, are... man. just <laughs> tossing a, a wet boba fett yeah. all around the room right a wet boba fett um <laughs> just throwing them around and yeah. you know this is more of that old boba you know kind of can't really fight a wookie and i'm glad he kind of got his ass handed to him by the wookie because he should i mean yeah. he's right. old boba fett and crescentan or chrysanthemum or however he uh i mean he looks like he's in his prime as a wookie like gladiator oh, yeah. like he's got that fresh fur he's not old yeah. um, he got at least boba got like half dried off too during the like back break bear hug right oh, god the only thing i could focus on on that bear hug was dude his toe <laughs> his toe bro oh what my gosh i thought his toe was like broken dude so did <laughs> i i was like ah, that looks so weird why is that happening but uh Do you know what we're yeah. talking about nick no i missed oh it. my gosh oh, okay man. go back and look look at his big toe it's Left like foot it's like all the straight up and like down. this and then his big toe is like this straight like, up and down yeah, yeah. it's so <laughs> bizarre looking <laughs> Hey, that's acting right there. Like, yeah, for what sure. What would your body do if you got like crushed by a Wookiee? <laughs> My toe would do this <laughs> for sure. I'm glad um, I'm not the only person that <laughs> focused on that because I was like, oh, yeah. you guys saw this. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was like for me, it was like the bikes that stuck out like literally a, a, a sore, sore toe. Sore toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty good fight scene, and uh, you know we get we get our little street gang. They show up. Um, they take their time. They take their time, to especially show up. when like he's being broken in half. Chick's yeah. like, "I'm just gonna sh- do a stroll on over here." Yeah, she did her like fast paced walk, and I was like, eh, "I mean, really? I mean, you got the jump on a Wookiee. You gotta come a little a little heavier than that." No. Yeah, and I would also like to know how the heck this thing got into like I, I, the building. I, I understand that up. there's I understand that there's no there's very few people to be running security, but they look like they're running security. So well, how did a ginormous black Wookiee get stealth in the building? Un, yeah, there's no way. There's stealth no Wookiee. way he stealth <laughs> stealth his way into the into the palace. <laughs> Sneaking around behind house plants. Right. <laughs> hey, someone, a guard comes and he just lays on the ground and pretends like a throw lug rug or something. <laughs> when do we get this Wookiee rug? This is new. Must be in tribute or something. My favorite part of the fight is, though, when uh, the Gamorian guards show up and like he just like double arm tackles them yeah. down the stairs into the audience <laughs> chamber. I was like, no, that's pretty hardcore. I was yeah. like, yeah, he's going a little forward. bite out of one. At this point, I yeah. assume he's just trying to escape because um, he's completely left the room Boba was in, uh, so he could put his pants on and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah I, I mean, it almost seemingly seems like he was not trying to kill Boba. He's just trying to right. rough him up, right? Yeah, because he could, he would have easily killed him if he, if he <laughs> was there to do that. It goes back to the, you know, issues that 
I have with fight scenes sometimes when it's like, oh, you opened like he's sleeping, like don't grab him and like throw him or punch him, just like stab him in the face, right, or in yeah. the chest, like kill yeah. him. But yeah. like you said, there might, you know, maybe he's just there to really kind of rough him up. I guess. Um, yeah, I definitely think that 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 was the intention, um, because we we've heard plenty about how strong Wookies are in, throughout the series. Including, yeah. I think Han says something like he'll, they'll rip your arms off and beat you yep. with them or something like that. Yep. Um, so I think even with as equipped as he is too, like he would have easily killed him if if that's yeah. what he was there for. But that would make for, for a very good. That would be a very limited <laughs> series. <armor>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through episode three, he just he's dead. He gets strangled <laughs> in the back of the tank while he's <laughs> having a an emo boy dream about. Yeah, slaughtered Tuscan friends. And then in classic Disney fashion, we get a female Boba Fett taking the reins. Yeah. Yeah. Fennec, and we. Fennec we, we, Fett. Fennec Fett. Fennec yeah. Fett. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah. We know Boba doesn't die in this series unless they like somehow fast forward past Mando, which they could do. Um, possible. Yeah. And his back to tank. He, he dreams and we see his death. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the air thing just slips out of his mouth and he just drowns. He just drowns. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get out. It's just like, uh... um, uh... but the double tackle, the Gamorrean guards downstairs. So we're down in the throne room, kind of see where this was going. I was like, all right, we're going to corner the dude right on the grate. Fennec rolls in, pops the trap door. Wookie falls, but he's down. not on the grate. How many trap doors are on this? Audience there's, the, oh, it's... there's the grate, and then there's like a closer one. Uh, well, the great the great is for viewing what's in yeah. there. It's not for trapping people down in there. There's like an invisible door that opens up in front of it, and then uh, I think okay. as it closes, the seat like moves forward so they can look down. Gotcha. So Jabba could look down and the uh, you know see yeah. everybody get eaten. Trap door is like right in front of the throne, kind of covered in sand. It's like sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, it's a perfect place to put it because that's where people are going to stand to to pay their tributes typically to, to Jabba, you know? Right. Yeah, no one's gotten the memo out, though, that like, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, nobody's been like, hey, by the way, uh, yeah. watch out for the trap door. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the trap door. That Rancor pit, like, it's there for a reason. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so they, they capture the Wookiee. Um, easy peasy no n- not real big deal um but cool little fight scene got to see the wookie back already um yeah and i guess if you negate the last episode like really you know not a lot has happened in this timeline um right since we, yeah we kind of got introduced to all this so fair pacing fair pacing um next scene fennec uh, is enjoying a nice feast uh, the trappings as she calls it um of being in charge basically and he's telling boba that he should do the same but boba having almost got murdered um in his <laughs> yeah. bed sleep last sleep in his back Slightly to tank. grumpy um all I can, can we think go about... back to the back to tank real quick yeah yeah because uh the ham hock you know gamorian who gets chomped on Boba's like, I'll get him to my back yeah, to tank. Yeah. Like, how's that dude going to fit in that tank? <laughs> yeah, they'll, bro. They'll, they'll make it work. Just shove, them, just... shove them in there. <laughs> so, like, you what makes the back to tank, the like, uh, <clears throat> like, have healing the liquid. Is that, like, special waters and the stuff? The liquid. Yeah, okay, it's the okay. liquid in it. Do you ever play nice. a Star Wars game? Like, the stuff no. that heals you? Fall in order? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And it's always nice. in, like, a blue canister. Nice. Yes, sir. Yep. Cool. All right. Continue. Um, I apologize. No, 
on Hoth when <clears throat> Luke gets messed up by the Wampa and he's in the the tank. It's not just a water tank; it's a mm. bacteria. Yep. So are, are those the goop tubes from Mando? They just no. bacta tubes. I mean, I grown get little snokes. I don't think it's backed at that point. Little, little Snokies. <laughs> little Snokies. Many Snokes. <laughs> um, anyways. Anyways. So, you know, while they're, you know, Fennec's like, they're basically having a conversation. Like, he's like, I need to respond. She's like, you should wait and just, you know, let them make the next move. He's like, oh, either they're huts. Like, if they make the next move, like, I'm probably going to die next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we let them make the next move. So and my toe got all jacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to sit here and eat all this food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're having this debate and then 88 enters and he announces that the twins conveniently have arrived. So they are already making the first move, but they are arrived with a gift. Um, so the twins arrive with their litter. And I, I must say, um, so, like, obviously not dressed for combat, Boba. Like, dude's got to take at least five minutes to go up to his, like, room, get his gear <laughs> on, and then come down. Um, so I'm just always amazed at, like, the timing of everything. Um, well, he's got that robot to put it on. Probably. Maybe yeah, he's got, true. like, a fast mode. Yeah, yeah, fast <laughs> mode. Like, quick, I got to go meet someone at the door. Got to get the front yeah. door. Got to put my <laughs> pants on. Um, so the twins arrive. Um, and... They're they're showing up on their their luscious litter of uh, peasants, kind of carrying them about, and they apologize for sending the Wookiee to kill him, uh, and they give Boba a rancor that comes rolling up here um, on a, a big old yes. barge sift thing, and driven uh, by Machete. Yes, yes. Danny Trejo um, is our is our rancor handler. Um, wearing very much the same gear that the original Rancor handler. They all mm-hmm. kind of wear this like really big belt, kind of like a wrestling belt. And maybe that's a callback to how the Rancors are bred to like basically wrestle and fight gladiator style. So yeah, um, kind of reminds me of that, but it, it was cool. See, he, he, perfect character, uh, perfect actor to kind of mm-hmm. be the, the rugged beast tamer. I'd call it because oh, um, for sure. Yeah. 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 Very much more of like a beast master type role. Um, yeah. Cool little thin. cameo. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. We get a little bit more of it. And I, that's all very enjoyable. Um, so they give him that gift. They state that they're withdrawing their claim on tattooing because it's already spoken for by uh, the mayor and another syndicate. Um, and they also kind of suggest that Boba should also withdraw his claim because war is not good for business. And tattooing is kind of like a piece of crap rock. And, no one needs it. Um, Boba returns the Wookiee as a re uh, returns the Wookiee, his prisoner. Um, but they regift it back to Boba. So they apparently want nothing to do with this situation anymore. Um, they leave. Boba frees the Wookiee. Uh, the Wookiee just kind of like scurries off. Um, I thought we would get like a team up thing here. It's like you know what? I got nothing better going on. So such an awkward run too. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he got into the palace. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're. I, I, it's not the last we're going to see him. I would imagine. Yeah, I think I we, we are going to get a team up at some point in this show. Um, Black Wookie finds Black Tuscan. Um, yeah, and they like survive in the desert together, and they just show up just the ultimate duo. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the uh, Battle of the Bastards saving moment. 
Boba Fett's on his last dying breath and they're going to come down from the hills. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely, I mean, it would be odd if we don't see him team up with Boba, I would imagine, because I think that's what he's from originally. So Mm -hmm. very correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think, I I think that's like kind of like the most out of that. The, the, the huts don't really kind of give out too many details here. Really. They just kind of withdrew their claim. It's already claimed. They don't want any part of this. Just not good for the, for the business they're piecing out yeah it's it's obviously i mean something seemingly has them scared in some capacity because it's not like them to just turn and run for whatever reason so whatever and i we assume that the the syndicate that this has been given to is the pikes right maybe yeah no uh that's later i think stated is it okay yeah Yeah. it's the pikes Um, yeah um essentially that's like the whole like post chasing uh, drop at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where they're getting okay. Um, yeah, so they must have some sort of reputation to get the the huts to leave so so easily and quickly, you know. It, well, you know, they probably brokered a deal, um, just because it so it wasn't like a three way, four way like fight for tattooing. They're just like, listen, if you just back off, we'll deal with Boba and we'll just give you money. Yeah. Could definitely be, yeah. one of those because the husk kind of seemed like disinterested less than was scared i would say right that's They're, true yeah you know it's just not worth it yeah and i mean boba also was like you know what are they doing here like you should be on now huda like tattooing is kind of like a crap hole um, right it's a jabba's you know resort yeah <laughs> his playground jabba's <laughs> playground that's what tattoo- tattooing was um so we get this really, I think it is one of the cooler scenes in the episode. Um, really because like Danny Trejo's in it. We have a big, big old rancor and we get, we get Boba being like sentimental old man. Um, so we're in the rancor pit and Boba learns, uh, about more about this rancor, um, and its intricate nature from Danny here. Um, basically he explains that they're emotionally complex creatures. Um, Boba's like mostly like, he just doesn't understand rancor he's just like oh they're giant beasts and they're like violent they like the fight and right you know danny's kind of explaining is you know they're emotionally complex they're really great fighters but uh they have deep bonds with their owners and can be trained real big uh social commentary on pit bulls i was just gonna say that that's (laughs) hilarious you took it right out of my mouth (laughs) for sure yeah i think that's that's how i took this for sure very true um Where's blinders? Bo asks why, and basically they bond with like the first human or owner that they see. A little murky there how that works. Like they like yeah. well, you know when they first see like a you know how do they know? But maybe they just they just know they're emotionally complex. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> and and Boba likes this whole like new pet ownership. Basically, he's he's really taken to. It. He's like I like. He's really it. into it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really like this. This is better than like what I'm currently doing. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and you know, Danny's like, yeah, like the witches of death merely apparently like, ride these things into battle and stuff. And Boba's like, whoa, yeah, I, I want to ride this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've ridden things 10 times its size. Well, one, I want to know what yeah. those were like, are they like dragons? Like there are like, kind of, right. There are dragon like creatures that, um, yeah. I forget what they're called, but the Mandalorians did ride great, like, great dragon. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be it actually. Um, very very huge monster that could fly into battle basically 
Mandalorians for uh, road dragons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So apparently Boba, um, he's just all about. It. He's like, I unless unless a Bantha is bigger. I think it's like very equivalent size because the Rancor isn't as big as it looks. I don't know. Like its size changes in my mind. Like when it's on on the like skift versus when it's like laying in the pit versus when they like stand up. Like they're, all, I don't know. They're, they're a bunch of different sizes. Yeah, I agree with that. But far more intimidating looking than, than a Bantha yes. <laughs> size wise or not. They're like, yeah. Dan just say it was, it was a calf. So this might, still be young especially because right. it's always had blinders on its whole life maybe it just simply hasn't you know it hasn't seen anyone so it might be a younger smaller one mm-hmm. yeah um shout out dathomir shout out dathomir for sure and the witch is there um though either something happens to the, the rancor or like Boba's this one of those kind of pet owners like oh cool new pet and then forgets about it and like goes <laughs> off across the galaxy to help Mando and do a bunch of other stuff um, uh, maybe I don't know yeah uh, I think it, we're definitely going to be seeing him show up at the sanctuary riding this thing because <laughs> they've been calling out now. him yeah that's his litter now for sure I think that's where this is going which is I have you know, my litter yeah way <laughs> cooler yeah <laughs> Now that's that's intimidating. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, Danny removes the the blinders. Boba and the Rancor bond, um, and of course, eight D eight very fashionably pops his head around. The Rancor is like, "Hey, oh, <laughs> uh, can't get an appointment with the mayor." And Boba's like, "I'm just gonna go." Uh, yeah, really no such an odd number of days. By the way, he's like, "He's gonna be days. disposed for the next twenty days." I'm like. <laughs> I guess it's a it's a month Freaking of like Matt working Barry. days. Yeah. yeah. True. But yeah, so he's like, you know what? Feed the Rancor uh, a full a full round of something um and I'll be back. And then, you know, Danny's just like, don't worry, buddy. He'll be back. And you get that sad look in the Rancor's eyes like, <laughs> oh, we just met. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene just cuz Yeah, uh, I liked it. In the Bad Batch, we got some more Rancor details. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. From that didn't episode, they, didn't they save like a little baby one, more yeah, they, of a baby than this one? Yeah, they they saved a baby one and delivered it to Bib Fortuna. Um, was what happened? Oh, interesting. Very so I don't know what Bib, what happened to Bib Fortuna. I mean, someone probably just came along and was like, "Bib, that's mine." He's like, "Okay, take it." Yeah, take um, it. <laughs> maybe this is that one. They're returning it. Um, <laughs> can I borrow your raincore? Um, definitely not this one though. Fresh, fresh calf. Um, so this is where we arrive at the, the best scene in the whole, whole series. Uh, and Boba arrives at the mayor's office, not with just Fennec and some good morning guards, but he's got his, his street gang and their fancy yep. bikes, which we've talked about at length already for, um, they arrive, they walk right in the mayor assistant. I forget this dude's name. I kind of don't like him. Um, but He's yeah, I'm like, kind of sick of seeing him, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's super annoying. Um, and he kind of scurries back, and he's like, you know what? We can make time for you. Runs back, locks the door very noticeably, which just kind of red flags to Boba. He's like, did he just lock the door? Yeah. Then I can force their way in. Um, chamber's empty. Pop back out. He's in his speeder car thing, taking off. And they're like, get him. And then chasing ensues now the second time watching this 
it started off okay and like the speed and timing was right ish but like as a cohesive chase it didn't because there's like weird things like maneuver wise like when it went up the side of the building side of the building yeah if they would have just stuck like down the middle of the streets and like a pure chase i think it would have been okay but they did like some they're trying to do like these weird cool maneuvers with the the bikes that just really kind of said okay they're not moving that fast because it just went slow up over the building <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah i thought that, yeah here i as we're talking about it i don't hate this episode as much as i as i did or i thought i did it's really just a sequence in the in the bikers in general that i disliked about the episode yeah. um but I, I, I thought this would have been maybe cooler at night, like a chase through the, the night streets of Mos Espa. No. Because um, then you could kind of hide or like use yeah. lighting and things like that to make it yeah. seem faster. Right. Well, at least it seemed cooler at night when Boba first confronted them. Right. Also true. Yeah. During the day, they just stick out like a sore toe. So I, you know. I hope, like I said That's earlier, be the saying going forward <laughs> from now on. Sword sword toe. Sword toe. <laughs> <clears throat> um, one thing that I noticed on the second watch, uh, they really did their best to try to squeeze every droid, like in this chase sequence, in some fashion of like almost getting ran over, right. Yeah, you get like the the protocol droid. Like, yeah. I think that was like an exact move that three PO has done before. Um, <clears throat> he had the cool like Lord of the Rings, like or like Sauron handprint. Yeah, like face paint on. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's like Bith on um, a little like carriage, like taxi thing, which. Mm -hmm. Well, I think was from episode one. Like they, they did pack a lot of Easter eggs kind of into this. Just like really they were all the, your like Star Wars street level Easter eggs. Nothing too crazy. But yeah, they did pack a lot in here. And for Tatooine, like they really wrecked like a lot of fruit and like vegetables. And, right. Like, a couple yeah. scenes, I was like, <laughs> man, mass starvation on Tatooine from, <laughs> yeah, from Mayor, the, uh, the Mayor's, assistant, chase. Mayor's assistant destroys yeah. whole market um, yeah <laughs> um but yeah then they have like the the r2d2 type droid on the back of a yeah uh, like a little pit droid yeah got, got hit yeah. like a hockey puck um yeah they just really i mean like one of those would have been cool but they're just like nope, right no let's throw, let's throw four of them yeah that's not yeah that's the thing like the scene just tried to do too much um mm -hmm. and it just that's where it lost its cohesion like because i could get behind like maybe they literally did not need to go really fast because they're through tight small streets and maybe it was that kind of chase but it wasn't um, right so like overall it did not add up to what it was trying to do because there's just too much going on so like mike said like drop out all the other stuff they threw in there drop out the weird moves make the bikes like normal, I guess. And not scooters. Um, <laughs> and also they had like all the Chrome, like mirror ornaments yeah, and yeah. stuff on it. Like it was, they're just it was hideous, dude. It's more <laughs> like, it's more like the Jetsons or. Yes. You know, yes. Or, exactly. I, Oh, um, fallout without it actually falling out like that retro like, retro yeah 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 it did, um, they do have like a 50s look to them 40s 50s look yeah the nuclear age we never had um, right that's what that's definitely where i feel like they came from yeah they look like those old fallout refrigerators <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll, it's kind of not much con- consequence. It'll just kind of, this will just kind of fall into the back of our minds. Um, I hope so. I hope overall, so. Um, if they continue to use them more and more, but anyways, they catch the mayor's assistant and he just kind of squeals like a, like a little tattletale. And he's like, Oh, he's like the mayor. He's working with the pikes. I'm like, Oh, this is what's going on. So, Still no, still no talk of like what these other families are doing, but the Pikes are the syndicate who are muscling in onto, you know, they have most Isley. Um, so most Espa, they seem to be kind of putting their mark on. Um, right. And then we get, we get a, you know, eye dude, eye prosthetic <laughs> guy. Um, and he's kind of like doing the classic, like mob, like, spy like stakeout where he's <laughs> yeah. like at, at the starport he just sees him in his mirror and then he just kind of like rides away um that was kind of weird and then he uses a phone booth to like <laughs> that was call kind of weird yeah <laughs> which i've never seen before i mean well i don't think i've seen exactly that but yeah he kind of rolls up to a little like uh phone booth really phone on the booth, side of the yeah. wall and just yeah. like calls boba um gonna get the palace um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the i forgot the number i'm, yeah. I'm new thanks, um, thanks for keeping an eye out and yeah. yeah and then there's that weird dialogue there's the weird dialogue of like i know a pike when i see him well it's like you know okay like we get it like pikes are pretty everyone in star wars you know what i mean it's like just calling out a random race and you're like yeah no one would right. see one um yeah okay um <laughs> yeah weird weird bit there and really i mean all that to really drive this whole the pikes are going to war with Boba um, here at the middle of the series of seven episodes. We're in episode three. Um, so I'm trying to think how this like positions the story going forward. So really like the pikes are showing up. They're bringing in people on like public transport starliners, just like a bunch of grunts. It looks like the kind of muscle in on most Espa. So <clears throat> we haven't seen really anything of the families yet. Um, maybe Boba will try to recruit some of the families to. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I think he's going to have to, because there's a lot of the, the pikes getting off of the transport ship. Yeah. So. But a Tuscan Ninja plus a Wookiee. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about how the pikes are fighting. Do we know that? Like, are they like renowned fighters? No, nah, they're they're kind of like squid faces, and they right. <laughs> and they they mostly shoot. Um, yeah, on speeding trains with hundred percent accuracy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're gonna see the the swoop bike gang come back. I feel this is true because yeah, that's where it could yeah, because I keep alluding to it in the the Tuscan past sequences. So like yeah. He now Boba obviously is going to resolve that somehow in the past, I assume. And then maybe, maybe the would the could the swoop by gang be on his side at this point in time or no? We I don't know. Right now. Yeah, I, I, to, to me, he snuffed him out. I mean, we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot out of this this time frame because we have spent a majority of the show with the Tuscans. True, but I kind of feel like they're they're going to get massacred by by Boba. He, like he's going to go get revenge, and and yeah. we're not going to see him. Uh, or they would have been somewhere, shown up somewhere. 
Yeah, they killed the whole here. village, so he's gonna probably kill all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're no longer a thing on tattooing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> become extinct. <laughs> and yeah, no gang. And the, the scooter game takes that's over. How, there. That's there. how the scooter game <laughs> is able to become a thing because, yeah. like, the old school bikers are gone. They're so, gone. like the fancy youngins and their shiny imports. And oh, and then also on the closed caption when um, they're panning outside of the mayor's office, and they're you know the the gang is just kind of talking amongst themselves, and the ones like, "Nah, mine's definitely faster than yours." Uh, oh um, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're having that like discourse, um, right. so I was like, "Oh man, just not into it at all, man." I got to be honest. Killed so, yeah. killed the episode for me. Was that I was just about to ask? Was that the hang up in the episode? Yeah, I, it, it, you know, I didn't really know exactly precisely what it was. I knew that I didn't like that chase sequence or those right. bikers. But after talking through it, yeah, it's really the only hang up I have on this episode. I liked pretty much everything else. I like the Rancor stuff. Um, I like the fight fight sequence with the Wookiee. Um, I liked everything. I just did not like the chase sequence and the bikers are just like absurd. Yeah. Like it's maybe one of the worst entries into, into star Wars that I can think of ever. Maybe the, the bike gang for you is like the stub toe you have all episode. And then <laughs> yeah, you stub right. it again. At the end, and you're at like, this end. is all I can think about. I am so yeah. great. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely after going through it, like there is a lot of like good elements in this because we're finally in perspective continuing this present day story um mm-hmm. finally and getting much more color in all this and we're getting quite a bit of it pretty quickly like we already see the huts there in and out get the wookie we get the families like there's a lot of setup going here yeah, yeah um, there is so and i think so, that's why this 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 episode kind of falters a little bit is because it's just setting up future episodes really it's doing yeah. the base work you know and yeah. that's not always necessarily the most entertaining thing to watch so yeah Makes sense. What? Let's take like two minutes and predict why Jordan doesn't like the series anymore. <laughs> um, well, he said it, it's falling on its face. Um, right. I, That's I think, that, that, those are aggressive words. I think. <laughs> I, I think because he he's already skeptical about just the whole premise. But then you throw one misstep, like the speeder bike gang chase scene, and like it's enough for it to just like really impact it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think most people's hang up with the Boba Fett series is that they brought him back from the Sarlacc pit, but that happened in the comics, so it's not like he's been alive in the comics for a long time in that exact fashion that we saw it in the show. Mm-hmm. So if you're like upset about that, I don't know why you're upset about that. Do I don't you know think if that's Jordan's problem or or what? But... And he has many. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, do you guys? Being much more versed in Star Wars than I, like, do you think the series is treating the character of Boba Fett in a, a good upstanding way? Like, is this the Boba Fett that people know or like, could his well, gripe be with? So his gripes likely along with a lot of other people, like there are a lot of these gripes are more founded in less in like the visuals less than like this, um, you know, the aesthetics and like the characters it's mostly it's the old guard portrayal and continuation of these characters and legends conflicting with the new Canon. So right. Han Solo has established legacy 
Legends yeah. like character arc. Luke Skywalker, the biggest burn that everyone had with was there wasn't anything to do with like I mean obviously it was a lot to do with a lot of things, but the biggest under like the root of all that was that is not Luke Skywalker's character. Right. That that's their issue. So probably you know if there's a boba similar issue a lot of it just lies in the fact like this is not the boba fett that like i grew up with kind of thing Mm -hmm. or that was previously established in legends like boba fett doesn't turn out to be this um hero like he's kind of being poised positioned into this like bad guy turned hero kind of character um but while still trying to be like now he's still like the bad guy in the yeah yeah i don't know i i I mean he, he is becoming a crime lord so True. so he's not necessarily turning into to a good guy. But you know, I don't I don't know. I'm probably would have maybe done this series. I, I would have probably stuck with the the bounty hunting stuff to tell the series. I thought it would have been maybe cooler to maybe jump around the galaxy a little bit more in this. Right. Um I feel like we are probably gonna be in Mosespa for the entire series, which is okay since it's a limited series, I guess. But even at, like towards the end of this episode, it was like, even though we haven't even seen that much from this newer, you know, future timeline, it's getting like, okay, like what's going on here? Like, let's do something, right. you know, I want to like, there's things I want to see in this. I want to see a, some fighting. That would be great. We see small little fight sequences. I want to see his ship, which is nowhere to be found. I don't know why, except in the flashbacks. So I mean the, the the ship's fine, right? Like it didn't get destroyed in the Mandalorian or anything. No, correct. It, yeah, the yeah. Mandalorian ship. It, it's, yeah, he drops them off, and yeah, he he plays a supporting role in the finale, and basically gets them to the cruiser, and then he just kind of dips out. And he uh, leaves. So right. The ship. He didn't give his ship. Day. He didn't give his ship to the Mandalorian, did he? No, they just needed to use it for. They just used it, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess. The, Money wise, probably is why we're not seeing the sh- the ship that much in this. But well, there's, I mean, but like you said, there's they don't need it. They're not. They don't need the it. Planet. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. He's keeping it, you know, just parked, clean, you know, right. Just got it painted. Just got yeah. it clean. Yeah, trying to stay <laughs> on par with the scooter bike gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have it out in the dust, in the dirt, in the desert. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would have probably that would have been really cool if they, you know, not. I would, it would be cool if he like got his, well, let's see here, past Tuscan stuff, keep, can't really, don't really need to change much of that because that's no. well fitted. The go forward stuff, he needs to like beef with the uh, bounty hunter guild. And basically, yeah. Yeah. he's like an independent bounty hunter. He doesn't need no stinking guild. I just always see him as that way. And like he's trying to like t- chase down leads and stuff, and these this bounty hunter guild keeps getting in his freaking way. Yeah, and, like, that would have been a cool. Yeah, he's that just like been a tuning cool. them up, right? Because all all the legend stuff, it was all bounty hunter guild stuff. So yeah, um, I actually have I I have I can't remember the name of it. It might be the the book of bounty hunters or something like that. Yes, but it's like a guide to bounty hunters for for Star Wars that he's he's uh, writes a bunch in. But yeah, I I don't know that. The, the thing that rubbed me the most about this episode outside of the bikers was like, he said that he was an ex bounty hunter, take it from an ex bounty hunter. Like I don't really want him to be an ex bounty hunter, but maybe that was part of his like rebirth. He went through right. after the Sarlacc pit. You know what I mean? He, he is changing his path a little bit. 
Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I can get behind it, but you got to give me something to grasp onto here. You know? <laughs> right. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, maybe more kind of like mob S stories. Like you come up one way as you get older, like, you, you know, you're just not into the same things. Like, right. You, know, you, you stop partying, you stop yeah. uh, going out and bounty hunting. You just kind of yeah. turn more, you, you stay at home. You like your back to tank. Um, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fit on the ship. Um, right. <laughs> you need a house. Yeah. I think that they're probably doing this and, and separating it from the bounty hunters guild and everything, because that, I, I mean, that was touched on a little bit in the Mandalorian and the Mandalorians yeah. really become our new Boba Fett as far as the bounty hunter stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I think that if they had come out and told that story that we're talking about, even though that's personally what I would have wanted, we'd probably be complaining that it's too close to the Mandalorian. Yeah. So. Well, I, and with Grogu being gone in Mando, maybe they'll take the more bounty hunting approach. Yeah. In the next season. I don't yeah. know. Well, maybe, yeah, we'll see. Well, not to be a Mando, you know, we talked about this in Mando, but he is supposed to go help. Um, Bo. Bo Katan, who I think is getting her own series. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. Because yes. Fennec is loose on the Twitters and it was just like, congratulations, Bo Katan. <laughs> um, and everyone's just like, oh, Me? I mean, like we knew she's in this in shows and stuff, but why did she get another congratulations? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they could do something fun and like Mando's like in other series, like a Bo-Katan series, and then Mando picks back up when Grogu comes back in the scene. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a couple years later, who knows? Um, right. But the more we kind of discuss this like new Boba and like where they could have gone and what they could have done, I'm really starting like the more they kind of put in context where Boba is in his life, I do, and I'm I'm starting to take more issue with the fact that there was Return of the Jedi Boba falls into Zarlacc pit. I mean, we see Boba like not too long after, like with the Tuscans, and he's already donned this like I'm 55 years old <laughs> get up, like the way he behaves. He was in there stuff. for a while. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, how long was like, there's a timing issue here because some good in, Beskar. In my mind, I mean, we can do like the math, but uh, Return of the Jedi Boba is like, dude's got to be like a pristine, like 29, just cooking people, right? Like, yeah, I mean, young I, I, we don't know because he never takes his, we have no True. idea, really, you know? True. But he's like, he had like, just like his figure, like he's fit, like he's right. not, he's not Tamir Morrison. Um, twenty yeah. twenty two. So, so uh. from from Clone Wars era to Return of the Jedi, how many years is it? It's like twenty something. Twenty something, yeah. And yeah, he's so like a teenager. He's a kid in that, long. yeah, yeah, or a teenager. So, yeah, that's It'd an interesting. Like I didn't even really think low thirties. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They don't really touch too much on 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 the timeline that we're working with here, so. We have no idea how long he's been in that or how long oxygen lasted in his suit and all that stuff. So, so let's see here. Uh, during the events of Book Boa Fett, uh, is estimated to be 41 years old. Um, he was 36 in Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. So he spent like four years in the desert. Yeah. That, that, that makes <laughs> sense. What is that? <laughs> Google. 
<laughs> it's like, I, I don't, don't understand. understand. <laughs> that happened once with Jordan on the Falcon Winter Soldier. It just must be a companion series thing. Yeah, it's only happened. <laughs> um, but yeah. But next week, uh, we we come up on the, the true middle episode, right? Episode four of seven. We'll have three more after next week. Um, wow. Jordan. Jordan. That's right. The devil. See, I was finding more reasons for him to to hate that series. Yeah. To like the series less. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I harp on Star Wars quite a bit, but I, I, I love this series. Like, this is just a miss for me. A couple scenes in here, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm still completely on board with it. So, oh yeah, I think it, it'll round itself out to be yeah the usual what to expect but yeah i think uh, this is the, the, the like you said this is the most important episode coming up and depending on yeah. what kind of turn we take in this episode is is gonna kind of play out the rest of the series yeah yep. uh and we we shall see uh you know we we end the episode here with boba basically telling fennec that they need to that they're they'll be ready for this war uh so i expect some more recruiting probably um, I wouldn't be surprised if this next episode is the episode we get the scene with, you know, the meeting with all the Transdotians, Trandotians. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what, what do you guys think? Uh, how, yeah, how do you think the right. Trandotians will come into play? That is true. We have that scene from the trailer, so never mind. He is definitely going to try and recruit the Trandotians at the least to his oh, cause. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where that scene's gonna gonna play out. Is he's gonna be trying to recruit them for sure? And I think that's where this will, like you said, Chad, like it's gonna become important what happens in the next like episode or two here because this is where the more serious plays will start to be made, where like mm-hmm. the action picks up, yeah, more things are kind of on the table and being pressed on. I forgot about that scene entirely from the trailer. We, we yeah, I did too, to be honest with you. That might be what like the last scene in the trailer that we haven't seen yet. I'll have yeah. to go back and watch, but I don't think we've seen. Got the spider yeah. at the this beginning is, of this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is confirmed as a limited series, right? There's no, there's never going to uh, be a season two, or is it kind of up in the air? In the air? Like, it's, yeah. just, a, it's just the Book of Boba Fett. See they haven't how, said one how. way or the other. Trying mm-hmm. to see how it pans out before they commit to a second season. Yeah, I don't think they've even with Mando, they never kind of said what it was. They were just like, "Hey, season two, um, right?" So right. we'll never know until it happens. Yep, but we'll see what how this plays out. You know, we're coming up on the halfway point, so excited to see where the series goes. Uh, they got a lot of loose ends to tie up, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys join us next week as we break down episode four. Um, but before we get to next, you know, Sunday, we have the newscast tomorrow night, which will be fun. Um, we break down the latest chatter in the industry over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then, of course, we have our weekly Thursday night episode coming up on Thursday, also at nine. You can watch or listen to all those here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, or if you uh, enjoy the audio episodes, those will be uploaded to all of the normal audio podcasting platforms. Um, if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing and following our pages uh, so you're always notified whenever we go live, which is pretty frequent these days. 
Uh, we also have Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash showboyspodcast. You can hop over there, check out what we have to offer and uh, help support the podcast. It would mean a lot to us. We also have a merch store, link in the episode description. Uh, and on our off podcasting days, we usually have some sort of game stream over on Showboys Gaming. So make sure you go check out the Showboys Gaming YouTube channel and uh, subscribe over there. Uh, you guys have any final words before we throw on the amazing uh, SJT remix of the Book of Boba Fett theme that he has graciously allowed us to use for our game series? Take it away. All right. Yeah, make sure you go check out SJT's links there in the episode description. Uh, and, you know, hang out. Stick around after the song here because I got a little something that you're going to want to see.
Close enough, right? 